0: Today we are going to be talking about Kingsman, the Golden Circle, so stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. And everybody, I am here today with Joel, voice as smooth as butter, Cunningham.
1: <laughs> I was wondering what you were going to throw at me. I yeah. like that one. That one's nice.
0: Yeah, Mr. Voiceover Work
1: gig guy. It was the best job I've had as far as that goes in yeah. a very long time. <laughs> I told you, I walked in. I did one voiceover line. Yep. It was like a half sentence almost. And yep. then I walked out a few hundred dollars richer. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah, That's
0: that's the beauty of voiceover work right there. <laughs> I hope I get more. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Well, you do
1: have the silky smooth voice. I don't know about that. I actually looked at somebody the other day, stated, stated you know, I'm surprised that I'm getting all these like, because you and I both, you know, act on the side yeah. kind of as a fun gig. And we both, you more recently than I, or more... uh Significantly than I have been auditioning for these voiceover jobs, right? And I just started doing the, the auditions for the voiceover. I'd jobs.
0: I've probably auditioned for a thousand. I never got one. Right? You're,
1: you're <laughs> sick of you're like sick of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just started, and I did thankfully book one, which is awesome. But uh, I was talking to somebody here at the studio, and I was like man, I don't think anybody would ever book me for a voiceover job. I've just got the worst <laughs> voice ever. And they were like, yep. And I was like, oh, okay, You're thank like, you. oh, wow. You didn't yeah. even uh, didn't false even, like didn't even deny that it. at all. Yeah. And who am I today, Joel? Today you are Matthew Butterflies Hey, Butterflies. Yeah, which we'll talk about.
0: Okay, we'll talk about. Yeah. I don't understand it now, but later on it's it. going to
1: make sense. Yeah, I mentioned you wouldn't get it, unfortunately. It's like
0: the good setup in a movie that pays off at the end. Or The Setup. Or The Setup. I don't know if we should put that adjective (laughs) there. Hey, it's all good. Well, if you are new to this show and just tuning in, uh, Mm -hmm. The Real Review, what we do here is we like to approach movie reviews from two points of view, one of them being my side, which is a little bit more emotional. Uh, a little bit more excitable, uh, and more about w- what what it makes the feels feel like. You like know, chasing butterflies. Exactly. That's what I said. Um, and then, so I tend to overlook a I lot of like, like yeah, I tend to overlook <laughs> a lot of analytical, critical things. Where you have Joel on the opposite side, who's yeah. a little bit more critical, analytical, into the details. If the lighting was weird, or if the editing was weird, stuff that I could potentially <laughs> look over. Um, I'm just not a nice guy, Matt. <laughs> right, a little bit negative. <laughs>
1: It's all good. I'm going to drink Anyways. my Mure Pepino.
0: Yeah, LaCroix. a new LaCroix yeah. thing. Uh, we're drinking LaCroix again. Mm-hmm. So, um, LaCroix, if you're out there, please sponsor us. So, <laughs> um, what I would say is the, the biggest thing with those reviews, the emotional side, uh, critical side We kind of bring those together And give you the real review So that's what we do But uh The benefits by the
1: way Matt Is I figured out your Your <laughs> <you're> arch nemesis <laughs> You're obsessed <laughs> I am yeah. obsessed It's
0: true though Because I drink LaCroix all the time
1: But No um, your cucumber hatred
0: I do hate cucumbers
1: Which just amazing I hate cucumbers amazing. Yeah Um I love pickles, like, Are you like those cat videos where if somebody throws a cucumber I, at you and, I expect we ting- watched, and you're expecting like, wow! I watched those
0: with my sons tonight. Really? Uh, man, it's so what? weird.
1: Wow, that's amazing.
0: Anyways, <laughs> if you haven't oh watched wow. it, Cats versus Cucumbers on YouTube. It's yeah. a wonderful video. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, why don't you go ahead and tell the world how they can get
1: connected with us? Well, there are some awesome ways to get connected, Matt. Um, You can go ahead and send us all the LaCroix you want that way if you get connected. That would True. be awesome. So um, the best way, probably one of the best ways to get connected to us is through our Facebook, which is com slash RealViewMedia. You can check us out there. We're always posting fun things, links to articles and stuff. We just posted the trailer for the new Maze Runner, right? Yeah, Death That's Cure. That's going to be, yeah, interesting. Yep. So, kind we'll of, see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <say. laughs> we'll see. Um, there's also our website, which is realviewmedia.com, and we can definitely get connected with you on that through the newsletter. And we have Instagram and Twitter, which are both at RealViewMedia. We'd love to have you follow us and see what we got going on. And then lastly, we'd love to hear from you, our listeners. Uh, we generally, for the most part, uh, do like getting your input and opinions on things we're doing well or wrong with the show, uh, thoughts on shows or films. We do take suggestions sometimes and go watch those items that people are suggesting, um, as long as they're serious and they're not throwing yeah. ridiculous requests.
0: Kind yeah. of a weird side note on that. And yeah. it's just really interesting. And this is really one of those things. Uh, Joel, you wrote an article on the NetJob. I did, job, yeah. And you
1: <laughs> God. I got pinged. Yeah, got so
0: hit. one of the writers of one of the songs yeah. on The Nut Job 2 actually reached out to Joel. Yes. Yeah, so like,
1: I will say this. In doing my, yeah, so they, I got in the wrong. I'd listed a songwriter versus the actual conductor, and the <laughs> music creator. Um, I was doing my research, and when I was doing my research for the article, I looked up a New York uh, Post article, and the article had them referred to as... The <laughs> right not as the, the author, yeah the, as the, the, the creator of the music so composer. as a, a composer yeah and so that was the word composer there you go um and so I listed them without doing enough due diligence my bad but I trusted them How that's not I? the
0: funny part Joel I think the funny part is. Um, that, that, you were, that you were that you were sought after. Hey, I was sought after. Can you yeah. please correct this? Yeah,
1: I'm like, all right. My my writing and authorship goes out there, Matt. I've yeah. got an audience it's that true. expands, you know, at least until California. There's at
0: least 16 people.
1: <laughs> the lower west side of yes. California. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. So anyway, the uh, what the email address realviewmedia at gmail.com. Send
0: us some emails.
1: Yeah. yeah. Anyway, correct our articles. There you go.
0: So, um, <laughs> kind of as a side note, I was Out of town this weekend, I took yes. my oldest and middle sons, six year old, four year old, out to Cub Scouts camp. Woo-hoo. First time I've ever been camping. Really? I was ill prepared. I was never been camping before. I was no, not like legit camping. Uh, okay, I was freezing, yeah, so cold. Yeah, and I that need is to, surprising
1: it, that you've lived in Arizona this long though and never gone like legit camping. And I,
0: wow, that experience doesn't make me want to do it again, but my kids had fun, so <laughs> that might make me want to do it again. Yeah. But for myself. My feet were frozen the whole time. Yeah. Anyways, Layer, so... Layers, Matt. I was gone, exactly. Okay. I was gone yeah. for the last three days. I didn't get a chance to check out this movie that we're going to talk about, but Joel, yes. you got a chance to check out Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Correct. And uh, you saw the original, I saw the original. Yep. Um, so I'm excited to hear what you have to say about this, and I guess if you want to break it down for us, uh, what's what's going on with that? I,
1: I will do that, and then I'd love to continue. I, we will hopefully have some talking back and forth in this because I don't want to make this dish. sure. About me. What's Nobody
0: on? wants to listen to you that long. I know Joel. my
1: voice is just so bad. Man. I know silky so smooth bad. Joel Cunningham. <laughs> I
0: <I'd> like, voiceovers <laughs> right and left.
1: It was for the Zoom Matt. Come yeah. on, you know that's
0: serious business.
1: <laughs> Talking about those monkeys, right? <laughs> All right, so the Kingman Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Uh, this one is about. Uh, well, the synopsis for it: when their headquarters are destroyed and the world is held hostage, the Kingsman's journey. Kingsman's journey. I got that right. Leads them to the. De- <laughs> to the discovery of an ally. I'm having a really hard time it's reading the Kingsmans.
0: Man. Like Pronounce it like an E-N yeah. and so, not an
1: A-N. The Kingsm- Kingsman's. 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 Not Kingsman's. I'm doing Kingsman's <laughs> like they say it in the movie, in the film. Kingsman's. In the, the visual experience, yeah. The Kingsman's journey uh, leads them to the discovery of an allied spy group in the U.S. These two elite secure uh, secret organizations must band together to defeat a common enemy. Its uh, director is Matthew Vaughn, and it stars a pretty good... Pretty large cast compared to the first film. Uh, Colin Firth as Harry Hart, Julianne Moore as Poppy. She's kind of the one of the primary antagonists. She's kind of like the head boss antagonist. Okay. Uh, you've got uh, Taron Egerton who is Eggy. Everybody kind of knows Eggsy, right? Eggy, sorry, yeah, yeah not Eggy. Eggy. Uh, Mark Strong as <laughs> Merlin, uh, Halle Berry as Ginger, Elton John, of all people, makes wow. a very significant like long cameo uh, in this one. You've got Edward Holcroft as Charlie. He's kind of the one of the secondary antagonists, um, the main antagonist for Exy throughout most of the film, uh, Jeff Bridges as the heads of, head of the Statesman, and Channing Tatum as uh, Tequila. Okay. So, yeah. And then, uh, Crud, there's actually a couple other people that I should mention. They're, like, further down the list here for some reason. Uh, you've got Pedro Pascal as Whiskey.
0: Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, then a yeah. uh, lady,
1: a yeah. uh, girl named Poppy Delevingne, uh Clara. I don't know if she's um, related to the other Delavine that we've heard many things from recently so um, yeah yeah so that's kind of the main cast um, this is a sequel it's a Matthew Vaughn film so you know that you're probably going to be in for a bit of a crazy ride at times you know he did the kick-ass series he did the previous Kingsman film he's actually already been announced that they're going to be doing a sequel to this Kingsman 3 and right. then, according to the box office return I'd say that's somewhat likely I'm yeah. not saying it's a for sure thing but it's not like they're Doing horribly. They're number one in theaters right now. They've done a return that's a little bit over the initial opening for Kingsman, mm-hmm. um, the the first one. But they've also opened in about, I think it's like 700 more theaters than the original. Right. So the first one, interestingly enough, and I don't know if we spent any significant time sort of talking about Kingsman. Um, the first one really was more of a surprise hit, I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, people know Matthew Vaughn, they know him from the Kick-Ass series, and I think they really like his films, at least the first one. The second one was kind of a mixed bag for people, but um, so it it definitely never seemed like this film was highly publicized or got a lot, uh, the original. Right, the original, yeah. Yeah, it got a lot of publicity, and it kind of just flew out there and just made this huge splash out of nowhere. So um, with this one, I tried to, I don't know, approach it not uh, so we talked about this in our coming soon yeah yep one of my fears for this is that they did an overall pretty quick turnaround for this type of a film i mean they they had a pretty decent development structure but for the most part it was kind of like in my opinion it, it it you know they didn't take an elongated period of time to make this and they definitely threw a lot more budget at this film and it kind of showed in the trailer at least they increased budget with the bigger names i mean they have you know all these actors now that have kind of signed on here and for the most part i think the biggest name i don't know if i mentioned colin firth yeah yeah was okay. the first one okay gotcha um he's probably one of the biggest names in the original that i recognize yeah. out of all the different cast members um a lot of these people might have been small in smaller productions or smaller films um but for the most part i, I didn't really necessarily recognize them in american films but this film i mean you've got A huge cast of people. Um, So I really think, and just based upon the scope of the film, the length of the film, the things that they did, it really felt like they kind of just threw a bunch of money at it and tried to make it into a much bigger production. Um, So as far as the actual film goes, it's getting a mixed review in a sense. A lot of fans are, a lot of people that went and saw it are are liking it on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, A lot of the actual viewers that are seeing it, though, are not giving it as sort of a favorable review it's at about a 5.2 out of 10 is the average rating um and it's 74% though as far as the audience
0: 50% score. rotten tomatoes right yeah. so uh
1: you've got most critics kind of saying eh, not so much and most people that are watching it just audience going yeah I kind of liked it um i would say that i definitely fall somewhere in the middle of that okay. i i didn't like this one anywhere near as much as the first one sure i felt that this film did suffer in a number of ways Sequelitis from sequelitis um, there was elements to the story that really felt like they were just trying to hit a plot point and hit a action mark and try to get to a place where they could you know feature this you know cool action sequence. Um, and that was a big part of the problem for me, okay I didn't feel like a lot of times the action was truly earned. Um, there was good action. Okay. and there was good especially i would say the final big battle climactic battle so yeah the story for this one kind of is explained here it that's a very very brief synopsis of kind of what the whole thing is um <laughs> that's only like the first 5 minutes of the film <laughs> um yeah. so yeah the, it, at the beginning of the film you know exe's kind of he's dating the princess now from the first film and they've got a semi-serious relationship and Um, Colin Firth's character has been killed off. And so he's kind of living this life where he's this Kingsman and he's also, um, trying to live that normal life, but also dating a princess. So it's a little bit crazy. And, uh, there's this big fight that happens at the very beginning of the film, which was actually a really good fight. Um, and one of the main, uh, sort of like the secondary bad guys, if you will, uh, from the field, uh, Charlie Edward Holcroft. He is a, um, one of the guys he was supposedly, I don't remember this. I need to go back and watch the first one maybe, but um, he was actually, he tried to be in the Kingsman. He was one of the guys that wanted to be in the Kingsman right. and failed and left. And he was actually in the end of the first movie. Do you remember the scene with Samuel Jackson and everybody's heads are blowing up and everything? Spoilers. Yeah, how can I Yeah. Not so <laughs> supposedly Eggsy knocked this guy out at, it, like, shocked him yeah. at the end of the first film and kind of made incapacitated him. Yeah. And he was, like, in that bunker at the end of the first film. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it it messed with the explosives explosive that was, like, part, in his yeah. head. And so it didn't kill him. It disabled his voice, his vocal cords, and blew off his arm. Wow. So somehow. Yeah. So it didn't kill him. It just kind of, like, incapacitated him. Um, and so he survived. And so he's got this kind of vendetta against Eggsy because he, he put him in that situation which is ridiculous because he also kind of saved his life but i guess he also caused the bombs to blow up so it was a little bit of both i don't know <laughs> um so he at the very beginning of the movie he attacks Exy with this group of guys and this pretty cool car chase takes place throughout london right and they're fighting to you don't really know what they're fighting about but he's just they're fighting each other and then it becomes very clear within a few seconds that so this mechanical arm that he has is trying to hack into the car which is connected to like the Kingsman network and uh that ends up happening I'm spoiling a little bit here but this is the first like first five minutes um and because of that their whole network is compromised and they end up the entire group gets the entire all their like secret bases and all the you know group of like 10 to 15 different places is blown up through missiles um. So that explosive device. Yeah. So Charlie <laughs> works for this lady named Poppy. And although I thought Julianne Moore in the role was awesome, mm-hmm. I thought she played a really effective evil character. I mean, she did this kind of like, so she had this weird style of like, oh, darling, it's nice. I just love you. You know, she's like super Southern Belle yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. nice lady. Although I don't think she was southern, but she was like super friendly and nice. But she had this really twisted, very dark side to her. Sure, um, and she was like an international drug dealer, which was very unrealistic. <laughs> um, but hey, listen, though.
0: This series, these, the first one especially, it's a comic book. It's based off a comic book, right? And everything is it, everything right. is super outrageous.
1: Exactly, you expect it to be a bit over the top. Everything
0: so, like it's not just a bit over the top. Like like the first one had a gymnastics lady with swords on her legs, right? Yeah, yeah. and so
1: I kind of <laughs> like in a sense I was willing to separate myself from sure. the reality of it a bit because it's like when you start breaking it like how to southern ish type you know friendly. <laughs> White lady end up in like, I think she was like in some South American island with like, you know, the head of a drug cartel making yeah. two hundred and fifty some billion dollars a year. but whatever. So, yeah, so her whole thing was she wanted it, and that that's kind of where it started to break down. Um that was like the beginning. I'd say the first half of the movie I pretty much was on board for, her and I really enjoyed. Hmm. It was really the second half where it started to kind of fall off the rails. And I was a bit more like, okay, it just feels like you're trying to like, she worn things in and make right. things happen a little bit. And again, I know it's a comic book based, you know, idea. It's a comic book based film. So there's gonna be things that are a bit over the top and ridiculous, but they became too ridiculous for me to okay. kind of latch onto <laughs> even more I felt ridiculous is like,
0: Sam Jackson. Yeah,
1: and I can I can break down into the details of that a bit. But the first film, although it was crazy over the top, mm-hmm. hopefully you could probably agree oh, yeah. that it was focused. You know, in the sense that you kind of had one main story, you were going through it, you knew what was happening, it was really just about Eggsy sort of overcoming his inabilities and... Going through all the training stuff, I really liked all that stuff. Right, and that was fun. Yeah. And you're just like, well, you're you're rooting for this kid to sort of overcome his insecurities and his inabilities, and this film didn't really have anything like that. There wasn't really a driving plot line all the way through, and that can be okay, like we've seen that. Obviously with a lot of the James Bond films, but the James Bond films are, the best ones are still, they still have something for Bond to kind of overcome sure. beyond just, you know, this bad force that's mm-hmm. kind of out there, unless that's presented in a certain kind of way. And so this film was trying to kind of have its cake and eat it too. It was trying to present stories and ideas of the characters, but they weren't really developed enough to okay. so really care about. Um and so, yeah, it it, it kind of left with this hodgepodge feeling of things just kind of getting thrown in there and put in there and at different times, you know. So the, their whole, all their bases get blown up, and it's very abrupt. I mean, there's yeah. no build up to it. They don't explain what Poppy's reasoning is for doing that. It just kind of happens. Okay. And you're left to assume that that because she's a bad person. Because she's a yeah, she's a bad person, and yeah. then you find out that her goal. And it's a very weird thing um, is that she's using cannabis and marijuana as a way to poison people and is the only person that can provide the antidote (laughs) for the poison that they. And so, again, this isn't anywhere in the description, but so she's using cannabis that she sells to poison people that she's only going to provide it. And then she sort of uses that because, you know. There's a bazillion different, you know, marijuana smokers out there these days. Um, She uses that as a means to try and blackmail the U.S. government into legalizing marijuana to legitimize herself and then also to give her, um, like, a clean slate. Sure. So, basically, like, you have to just treat me like I'm not a bad person anymore. And it was like, when you think about it, it kind of made sense. But if you really, like, dig into that, it didn't make sense at all. Okay. I mean, her (laughs) end goal didn't make any sense because... First of all, you know, the, okay. So it's like if I'm gonna really dig into it. Um, okay. How would a per- so how would a person go about doing that blackmailing? So you say, okay, well, you blackmailed us. Well, we okay. Marijuana is now legal, and you've been pardoned for everything, right? Then they give her the pardon. She sends the the. Cure so it cures everybody, right. and then immediately they disagree. Okay, well, we changed our minds. <laughs> we're you're now, you know, we're now considering what your activity is to be illegal again. Like right. they could easily do something like that, and they try to throw this one offhand line of like, oh, well, once you've made this decision, you can't go back on it. <laughs> but it's Uh-oh. like, no, it's the U.S. government. Weird. They can do whatever they want, yeah, you know, yeah. and things like that. Um, so there was like this this weird setup for this kind of conflict because it never really made sense to me that. She was that upset about the fact that she was like she was literally an industry. I mean, she was the she had the two hundred and fifty billion dollars. I mean, she's making more with her GDP than some countries do. She yeah. could have bought a country with two hundred and fifty billion dollars, you know what I mean? But she's just upset because she's looked at it as this bad person. Right. And she didn't really have some reason for like like, well, I've always been pushing for marijuana legalization. It it was just kind of what she wanted because she would just make her life better and easier and she was just ticked off that she was, you know, stuck in this jungle. Yeah. You know? And there's things that are, th- again, thrown in there. She has this robot thing where she's, like, created these, like, robo-dogs and, like, a robo-servant. That sounds fun. Right. And and she says that, like, how she can trust those and she can't trust anybody else, and they kind of prove that a few times. But that doesn't really play out in anything because she actually has a really large group of men that right. she's hired to, like, be goons. Um, and, the, again, so, I mean, I'll be doing justice in explaining kind of how... I felt very random and very. So your
0: forced. your biggest problems is all story elements and not story elements. Very yeah, just kind of hodgepodge, and it's not acting very, it's not wise. A, it
1: was fine. Okay, Colin Firth was great. I thought you know most of the cast here. Yeah, Channing Tatum was only in it for like the thing was he was in it for like ten minutes. He really had no purpose being in the film. Right, they could have made his character. Um, be, he was a statesman, right? Yeah. So they so everything gets blown up, and then they discover that there's this secondary unit. In a sense, the founding group that is in the you know the states and it's a statesman. So oh, they like made the Mar-
0: they made Americans the the founding. Group?
1: Yeah. So oh, okay. Right, I believe in the in the context. So itself. the
0: Kingsmen weren't even like the original. It's correct.
1: based off of the oh, correct. Yeah, and they're much more successful because they have a <laughs> okay. instead of just having a uh, which never really made sense, but it is what it is. Instead of just having like a clothing brand, yeah, you know they have a, an entire whiskey operation. Okay, where they sell whiskey around the world yeah. and they make a bazillion dollars which makes sense like sure. you know they they have a lot more money than just selling suits it's kind of why they, like, they're like they all kind of cowboys yeah um, yeah so they go over there and there's like this initial tension of you know oh well you're the Brits and we're the you yeah. know the English the Americans and the tensions air and then they kind of get comfortable with each other and you can tell that they're setting up this twist soap I'm spoiling a little bit here. I apologize, but this has been in the trailer. So Colin Firth makes an ca- appearance. This is what I'm asking you.
0: Because yeah. he, it, we all know this in the first yeah. one. They made a big deal about it in the trailer too. Mm-hmm. Is he dies in the first one. Right. Did they explain it in a plausible way? No. No, in, a, mean, in, a, in the world of Kingsman plausible And they did in way? the
1: Kingsman world, yeah. In a comic book way, absolutely. Okay. I mean, in a realistic, plausible way. No, it, it, the <laughs> idea was more or less that he had- Wait,
0: wait, wait. A, are you going to say what it is?
1: If you want me to, should I? No, should don't not. tell me what it is. Okay. I don't,
0: tell, don't tell me.
1: Okay, but he's there. Um, it does play out that it's important. Well, no, it's not even important. Because there's are set up and payoff, but it's like the most unnecessary setups and payoffs a lot of right. way throughout. And I think the randomness and the overall sense of not having a drive and a focus. So a good example, Halle Berry's character is well-connected to she's Halle Berry is like an assistant in the okay. Statesman organization.
0: Does she play Catwoman? No. Okay. Well,
1: that's her thing. Her vice or <laughs> her upset, like her arc is that she's always wanted to actually be an agent and go out there in the field and you know fight the bad guys and do the the Statesman thing. Yeah. But for whatever reason, they never explain this. Channing Tatum has like always prevented her from becoming an actual agent right okay and so the arc of her character is that she wants to become an agent so you would think that maybe at some point in the film right she would end up going out there and right. having to like operate in the field no nope yeah but so it's kind of a
0: pointless thing
1: well it's there and they tie it up because at the end of the film she does become an agent but you never actually see her do that and it she doesn't earn it it just kind of happens it's like events transpire that i don't want to spoil that Sort of necessitates the fact that she has to become an agent, right. and they're probably setting it up for a third film. But in and of itself, in this film, that's it's not a good idea to set things like that up to say like, well, we're going to rely on the first film or the next film, yeah, to kind of fulfill this, the the importance of this. Right. It's like when you do that, it makes that film feel very weak, and that was kind of the the sense that I got. You know, there's a there's so, there's things like this. So there's a scene where one of the characters gets a vial of the antidote okay for you know the the cannabis poison yep and it's in this like tube and it's a very protective tube and everything like that and they put them in these glass vials and so he decides randomly when they're just all hanging out that he's going to open up the tube and take out the vial for no reason (laughs) he just decides he's gonna do that and so sure enough like what do you expect's gonna happen it's gonna break yeah Yeah. so it sure enough it breaks it's like so because they had to do that in order to set up a situation where one of the characters is looked at as being potentially, like, a double agent, right? Ah. And so, the, and there's there's tension there because Colin First character is back, but he's not, like, fully back yet and engaged. And so they're trying to make it out that, that there's, like, this tension of, like, is he fully there or not? And they, they come up with the dumbest ideas. Well, okay, so, like, they have to do, so he, I will spoil this. He has amnesia. Okay. You know, so he doesn't necessarily know about himself and about his history. Um, that's where the butterflies. Okay. Yeah. Like Drew
0: Barrymore, Fifty First Dates.
1: Right. So he Mm. wanted to be, and I forget the terminology for it, but he wanted to be a butterfly collector. You know, somebody that goes out and captures butterflies. Seems
0: reasonable. Yeah. And so
1: he, that's what he wants the whole time. And he finally comes out of this like stupor, this you know amnesia like stupor through whatever means, and. When he does that, then they basically, he's having these issues where he'll like see butterflies around him just randomly. It's called the butterfly effect. Right. He's, like, he's got the butterfly <laughs> effect going on there. But another person goes through the same situation and they don't have any issues. It's literally like they walk up, they do one thing, and then boom, they have all their memories back and they're completely fine. Weird. So it's just like, it's inconsistencies. Yeah. It's it's like, well, we want we need some tension here, so we're going to make this happen. And the film is long. It felt really long. It's like 2.15 really, or 2.12 yeah, or it, something. It felt really long and there was probably three or four fight scenes. Like I said, again, most of the fight scenes and the action scenes, especially the last one and the very first one were pretty awesome. Yeah. But there's a couple that you can just feel they're totally forced. There's, a, there's like a remake in a sense of the fight that took place in the bar. Oh, really? In the first film. Yeah. And Colin Firth Steps in to like do that, and then he's not able to because he's still recouping, right? right, right. And then they do, but the whole fight was literally forced like, the they're in the bar, and this is in the states, and nothing has happened like, nothing at least in the first film, the guys kind of earned it. You know what I mean? These guys were like jerks and they kind of treated Eggsy really bad and stuff, and so it kind of made sense. But in this film, literally, they're just in the bar. And some American guy just stands up and goes, hey, why don't you Brits get out of here? You guys suck. And then they're like, okay, let's just beat the crap out of them. That's (laughs) how it went down. no restraint. Yeah, so it's like, well, we need a fight scene here, so let's do this thing, you know? It just felt very much like forced. We want to get this thing to happen. Sure. So, again, I don't know if I'm explaining it super well. The cinematography was decent. Cool. The action was good. It looks
0: cool. I I like the stylized action from the first one. Yeah, I
1: think the big the big. Idea behind this would be motivation was not there. I never felt like there was a significant sense of motivation for most of the characters, or realistic, I should say. <clears throat> Sorry, relatable. I need. Does he still it.
0: have JB? Jack Bauer.
1: Um, I don't know. Oh, his dog? Yeah, no. He doesn't. Okay that's i i don't want to spoil that okay yeah it, so. okay okay there's something spoiler there yeah sorry. so i'm <laughs> I like know. trying to think how i should explain that was this.
0: one of my favorite parts from the first one i was like oh, well
1: that's they, again things at times they just happen so yeah. like you know the, there's the one uh female agent kingsman that's kind of a part of this the first film and she's like the younger yeah. girl i forget her name but yeah she's in this but she's disappears after the first 15 minutes and she's most likely dead but you don't know for sure. Right. And right. then you never really find because they make it seem like she's important, but then immediately she's like out of the film and then she never makes another return right. cameo. And again, Channing Tatum's character had no purpose for being there. It could have been, um, take all of his stuff could have been taken by either Halle Berry's character or Pedro's character, whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, all of his elements. There was literally yeah. nothing there for him to do. Uh And he's pretty much huh. incapacitated after the first 10 minutes. Turns out, you know, shocker Weird. of shockers, he's a stoner. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he yeah. gets he gets poisoned and so they have to more or less put him in freeze and ice. Interesting. So, again, it felt, I think a lot of that stuff it really feels like now I'm looking back on it they're probably setting it up for the third film. Okay. And they were trying to like, you know, put things there that would be important for that. But, that did not make a good film for me. I think if they'd cut most of those elements out and just approached a more straightforward story, <clears throat> I think given Pop, made Poppy a little bit more intelligent and given her a better drive and focus, um, that would have been a lot more interesting to me. Right. Um, Yeah.
0: So here's my thing. You mentioned this earlier the that you didn't feel like there's enough time between the first one and this one to be yeah. proper. It was. It's been three years. I know. So I always felt like I always felt like three years was a good chunk of time. Two years is where it got dicey for me, and that's kind of where the schedule they've been doing with like yeah. the Star Wars movies yeah. and Marvel movies, et cetera, whatever it may be. Um, I have a feeling that Kingsman 3 is going to be 2019. It's probably going to be two years from now. Yeah. They're probably just ramping it up. But, they probably are.
1: Um, I'm, I'm assuming because, like I said, that there was elements that would definitely play out in the third film in this yeah. one, which it wasn't like that in the first film. Sure that they're probably hoping to get a quicker production schedule done for the second one because they've already got story elements in line and in place to move directly into a third film. Gotcha. Um, It felt like they were trying to expand out into a universe a little bit. Yeah.
0: No, I gotcha. You you know, okay. Well, what would you rate this thing?
1: So I thought about it. I'm giving it a D plus. Oh, all right. All right. Um, The, the thing that the one thing I didn't talk about, although I did say that the action was good because it was unrelatable at times and because you kind of knew where it was going to be going, the stakes weren't there.
0: Okay. You didn't feel like it, the action mattered because you didn't feel the sense of like, what's the point of it?
1: Right. I mean, and the, some of the fight scenes just didn't, it just felt like we, they have to have, yeah, they have to okay. have a fight. Like uh, there's a fight scene that down like a, it's not even really a fight scene. It's more like just an accident set piece as they're going down a ski slope. Yeah. One of the things we don't, we don't talk about too much, but good action scenes need rising stakes. Yeah. So they need a sense that like, okay, this went wrong, which creates this situation, which then makes that thing go wrong. And then things get more and more dire kind of as the scene is going by. Right. You know, really good example of that. If you look at most of the Terminator action scenes, mm-hmm. you kind of see how the stakes slowly get progressively crazier and crazier and crazier. Mm-hmm. Or even die hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? How the stakes progress. Because he's getting more and more injured with every fight. Yeah. You know, there's this situation. There's more people this time. He's got fewer weapons, fewer guns. So that didn't really happen in this film. It's kind of like they were just fighting, 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 fighting. Right. Um, there was a fight scene on a ski slope. Yeah. And literally, it, it, was, it wasn't even like a fight scene. It was, like I said, an action set piece where the... They escape again. They escape with the, the antidote. Yeah. And instead of just blowing up the thing with like a bomb, which I would assume if they're, you know, an, because he has bombs. You right. see that in just like a moment after the scene with the main bad guys. they decide, He decides he's going to make the ski machine, like the slope. The lift. The lift yeah. spin in circles at a super fast speed. And that's the whole, like, Weird. it just picks up speed. Yeah, it, and does, becomes... it does
0: seem like everything's pretty random. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so, yeah, which, again, it's a comic book, okay. so you kind of gotcha. expect some of that, but the first film was so focused yeah. and had a, such a tight structure and everything made a lot more sense and things that were set up felt fulfilled nicely sure. later that it okay. didn't it it was relatable so, so.
0: 67 eh yeah, 67 um that actually reminds me of something Joel and I'm going to throw Seven. an audible in here cuz that's going to be the end of our review of the <laughs> of Kingsman the Golden Circle okay but we talked about a movie a couple months ago okay. this movie is called The Book of Henry oh no <laughs> why are you doing the, this this to me, movie Matthew? this movie is a movie that was that was written and directed by Colin Trevorrow. are you seriously doing this i'm TV doing right this to you right oh, now oh my gosh and um, you gave it a D. I think you gave it a D. I don't think it was a D plus. Yeah. I don't remember exactly, but I, think so I remember being like, "Wow, okay, well, that's a bummer." I just watched this movie for the first time the other day, and I found myself really enjoying it. Shut Joel. your mouth! <laughs> I really Shut enjoyed your it. your butterfly mouth! I liked it. I got like super emotional in the middle of it, and. Um, it was it was all there for me. I enjoyed it. It was funny. It was endearing at times and I, I liked the way that it ended. It, it didn't get as crazy as I thought it was going to get. There's How like little- did it not get crazy? The fact that she's willing to go and assassinate She's a video game mom. She plays Gears of War all the time. I think she's translating that to like She's a yeah, she's, she's like a And she's emotionally
1: distraught. I don't know She's it. a lazy, Listen. like good for nothing mom yeah. that sits on her butt all day and she's somehow convinced by the book of her son to go murder a guy? I'm convinced what? she has PTSD. She might have PTSD, but who in the Since when has anybody with PTSD ever committed murder like that? I don't know. Have you looked it up? I
0: feel like it's happened.
1: Maybe some Maybe. guy has like been in a fight or something or like their anger has gotten the best of them. This wasn't anger. This was, she was depressed and sad. Nobody gets depressed and sad and then goes out and murders people we don't like know. that, right? We don't know. We don't
0: know that. There's there's gotta be cases I'm, of it somewhere. We're gonna I, do research, a, we're gonna find it. <laughs> that's
1: such a minor point of just contention to me in this film. <laughs> I'm gonna give it an eighty three.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I really liked it. I this, liked the Book of Henry Guys.
1: We'll have to revisit. We're gonna have to have like I think at the end of the year.
0: This is the biggest discrepancy movie
1: that we've had yet. Probably. Yes.
0: But yeah. uh, next to Spider Man Homecoming.
1: Next to Spider Man Homecoming, yeah. I think so. This I, I just felt that they entirely manipulated everything was super manipulative
0: <laughs> i didn't even
1: it didn't oh even my gosh
0: oh did you know that um it, I, I think it's Jaden lieberman is henry yes he's also the the main guy in it yeah and i was like oh let dude. i didn't even know that and, so, yeah. and then also i love i he did
1: a decent action job yeah, yeah he yeah, was yeah. one of those kids again that was too smart for his own good like way too right, smart for right, his own right. good and that was another reasons why I did not like this film. <laughs> there
0: were so many things about it. No, he was like a genius, though. That they said that they set that up. I don't know. What do you mean they don't? You don't like about that? They set it up they, as him yeah. being a genius, right?
1: But he's a kid genius. He's yeah. not. He's there, not that a gen-
0: exists. People are kid geniuses. People
1: are kid geniuses, but they're still kids. Yeah, and they have genius sensibilities. The things that he does in the film. Are not realistic for a kid genius You don't know. All. How many
0: kid geniuses do you know? You a can't bazillion, count- Matt. No, okay, whatever. can't count them.
1: You cannot- can't even count them.
0: Okay, well, listen to this. Jacob Tremblay was awesome in that movie as well. He's awesome in most things. If you haven't seen Room, not The Room. Oh, hi, Mark. Uh, not that <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. one. So, Room, great movie. Anyways, yeah. I liked it. 83%, bam, we're the going to the Book of Henry. We're going to I also like the Book of Eli. That's something else we disagree okay, on. Okay, yeah. Well that's saying now we're
1: going Wales. All the book movies. Why are you ripping open these wounds, Matt? <laughs> Why are you making this a thing? All the book movies I like a lot more than you do, Joel. So hey, that's it. That sounds very rude of you to say. I like book movies. I loved all the Harry Well not all no, the No, no, no. I like most the movies Harry with the book in the title. Oh Henry the Book of, Henry, gotcha. book, the book book. of book. Eli. Okay. I yes. thought you meant movies that were based on books. Is Book of Eli a book? No, I don't think so. It's about a book. Is it just called Eli?
0: <laughs> no, it's the book, of Eli. <laughs> the book of Eli. It's just called Eli. <laughs> the book of Eli, the book of Henry is really a sequel to that? Yeah. Just kidding. Oh, well. That's not the case. Well. Anyways, what a fun time we've had here on the show today. Thanks for tuning in. Um, so uh, just a kind of quick wrap up. If you want us to keep you know in the in the know, in the loop of what we have going on, go to our website, realreviewmedia.com, and uh, send us some emails about what you thought about um, Kingsman uh, 2, or the Book of Henry. Or the Book of Eli. He Let writes a journal yes, on how, how to take a, a
1: sniper yeah. and do a, a sniper child. hit, assassinate a man. He's a child. He's a child. And he writes how to do an assassin's job. Yeah. On a, that, He's a what? child. When do kids do that? I, don't, I think kids do that. And Anyways. who listens to them?
0: They're crazy moms with PTSD. Yeah. So um, with that, you can also find us on our Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at RealReviewMedia.com. R-E-E-L as in film reel or fishing reel, whatever floats your boat. And um, that's how you can get connected with us. And uh, send Joel all of the heart emoji icons saying that the book of Henry wasn't that bad. I'll burn them. (laughs) I'll print them and burn them. (laughs) Anyways, uh, that's going to wrap up our uh, episode today. Joel, is there anything else that you want to add? No, I'm good,
1: man. Okay, awesome. Well, it's been real. It's been real.